This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The Brentford Fan Show, the latest on the bees. All the gossip from Griffin Park. Plus, you Reds getting vocal on the socials. The Brentford Fan Show with 7OTB.com. Predict seven results. Win seven figures. Love Sport London. A great station for a great city. City, city, city. Radio for your Thursday evening, two minutes past nine on the clock, and we are talking all things Brentford. Uh, I've been really looking forward to this one because I'm uh, I'm delighted to be joined by the legend that is Mr. Billy the B Grant. Uh, the, I call him the chairman and CEO of B Sotted, uh, the legendary B Sotted. To uh, uh, I've also got Dave Laney Lane. Dave, hello mate. Evening and Lord Lucan, and we were talking about Lord, the actual Lord Lucan in, in during during the break. I've just been reading up on him, but you are the man right now. Um, we're here to talk all things Brentford. First and foremost, you can tweet us at Love Sport Radio and at B Sotted Chaps. Um, first and foremost, let's talk about your uh, your question of the day. Do you want to introduce it, Bill? Yeah, I mean, the question of the day is, um, somebody put it out there. They said, you know, from nine matches in, so Brentford have played nine matches, and uh, we didn't do too well. I think we drew um, two, four, and we won four. Oh, no, we drew four, and we lost four, actually. So somebody says, if you take out those eight, first eight matches, from nine matches in, our form is actually 46 points, and it's actually the third best in the league behind Wolves with 56 and Cardiff with 50. So it shows you, take out that first part of the season, we're actually doing pretty well. Question is, do people think we'll still make the playoffs? Tweet in and phone in. Tweet to at Love Sport Radio. You can tweet them at BSotted. 0208 70 558. We would love to have your opinion and hear you on Love Sport this evening. Um, that's the question of the day. Um, 
First and foremost, let's let's talk about Burton Albion. 2-0, an own goal, which uh, didn't look the best for the actual defender, Carl McFadden. And another goal for, for Ollie Watkins. He is some player, isn't he? He is some player, yeah. We, we're, we're very excited about Ollie. Um, you know, a lot of people thought that when he when he was going to make the step up from, from League 2 to the Championship, it may be a step too far, or we might have to sort of like really sort of ease him into the season but anything but really it's he, he's really taken to it like a duck to water um burton it was it was a really hard fought victory um we had to we had to graft they burton were a, a team that you know obviously they're fighting scrapping for their championship lives so we, we we didn't we didn't ever go into it you know just assuming that we were going to win we're obviously you know in, in the in the, the way we've been playing football this season you, you'd, you'd expect us to but we're very aware that that teams like burton teams like Brentford tag you, you need to pay people respect so we went there but you know to be honest I expected a lot more from Nigel Clough and his team and the crowd to be honest you know they there's a lot to be playing for there so you know we were allowed to play our football they they, they tried to man mark um, Woodsy um, but you know class showed through in the end and you know it took an own goal but you know it would have come eventually do, do you think their luck is running out now Burton <laughs> You know that they had a bit of luck last season. They looked this season after picking up a few wins here and there. Let's be fair; that their team is put together with, with a lot of uh, a lot of veterans and a lot of players who, who have had you know long careers. I look at Stephen Bywater. I look at Stephen Warnock as well. well. Darren Bent, Darren just Bent arrived, as yeah. well. Um, and you've got players who have come up through the lower leagues, the likes of uh, Lucas Aikens. He, he's been there for a while. Matty London's been signed from from Rochdale. Is their luck going to be going to be out this season? I'm not sure about it being luck. I just I just think you know you you can you can fight against the tide and the inevitable for so long. You know their, their budget and you know their players are just so so punching above their weight. For to to pull it off for nine months was probably possible. For pull it off for eighteen, I don't know. I just think it's you know just just the strength of that division's just proving too too big for them. I'm not sure it's luck. I think it's just quality ultimately. It's a that's second difficult second album syndrome. That's what it is. I think every year you have you have a Doncaster or Burton or you know you, so there's what, always there's one. All, there's always Peterborough, Peterborough. And, you know you either you either start becoming a yo-yo team or it starts becoming Bol- a Bolton side. have become one of them. Yep, and definitely. you wonder if Sunderland will become well, one well, of them. Bolton have become a yo-yo team at a level lower than where they used to be a yo-yo it's team. It's a weird one. I think obviously financial sort of irregularities have played their part in that one. You do wonder about Sunderland and that is that going to happen to them? Birmingham City. Well, you might have a the first. I think they say the first ever double drop in football. Uh, Hull mm. and Sunderland going the double double. Yeah, That's yeah, double double. Double double. Yeah. Well, double trouble. Double double dips all round. <laughs> <laughs> who knows, uh, yeah. Billy? I mean, again for Burton, it's difficult. I think. I mean, when you when you really hear from it, it's just listen to the fans. You, I mean, you're going to hear a minute. We're going to talk to the fans, and you listen, and you could tell when the fans are defeated. Um, I talk to fans all around in the Championship all the time. I spoke to Bolton fans. I speak to you know Sunderland fans. Sunderland fans are a bit deflated. Um, Bolton fans at one stage were deflated, but now they're actually kind of fighting. But um, but Burton fans at the moment now, you feel they've lost that punch. They, they feel that it's all gone. It's like they've been punched in the stomach and they've been winded. Yeah, there's a few down there that seem to not have the fight for it. You know, they, they've all got an opportunity to escape and none of them seem to want to help themselves. It's amazing, though. You look at Burton Albion, they've got 
those neighbours, Derby County up the road, who have effectively got money to burn. They've got a nice, shiny, massive ground. They're signing players. They've got Gary Rower. It's amazing, sort of, the landscapes of football in, in sort of that East Midlands region. I believe we've got some audio from the fans, haven't we, Bill? We have, actually. The fans, actually, at Burton uh, on Tuesday night. And uh, the fans on Tuesday night, were they told us exactly what they thought of the game. Uh, scrappy, scrappy first half. Uh, couldn't really break them down. They had 10 men behind the ball game. Second half, four, bring Emiliano on at half time made a difference. He looked good, good at holding the ball up. I think Dean should uh, consider starting him at Millwall. And I think second half, we were all over and they had nothing going forward. It was just a case of breaking them down. The own goal, obviously, that bit of luck helped. And then once the own goal was in, we were all over them. Good atmosphere as well for a midweek, midweek away day. Look, it's all about consistency, really. We could go and lose on, on Saturday and it, and it ruins it all again. It's all about consistency. If you get consistency at this end of the season, at the back end, of the season you're in a really good position to, to at least fight for the playoff and they always say that the team there's always one team that comes through the ranks comes from 10th 11th and makes it into the playoffs and there's no reason why that can't be us Woods is always outstanding really you know they stuck three men on him clearly he realised he was our danger man but he's looked like he's had nobody on him he just looks very calm um, Joseph soon he's just very fast you know he scares people with his pace he caused trouble the whole game you know went off injured but Canos has been alright since he's come on and then Clark yeah he's just been tired but you know for somebody who's not left footed he's not a natural left back you know he's done a very good job uh, fully deserved we were on a different level to him uh, very difficult game to come here and get three points because uh, they set their stall out and I thought it was a very professional performance but he changed it up at half time he's brave to do that especially given the sort of stick that Morpai's taken and he will be a good player but I thought Marcondes came on and gave a bit more for physical presence well, really, it's been the uh, same old, same old uh, this season at home. I just don't see where our next home win's coming from, to be honest. The fact is, we're still in it somehow with all the other teams around us. I think my heart's saying um, we'll go down, but there's always that thought in the back of your mind thinking... It could be you. Yeah, yeah, we, we could stay up. Yeah, a bit scrappy in the first half, but we, we took control of the second half. Ollie Watkins did his bit at the end of the day. Three points to the mighty bees. Come on, you red! Ten past nine uh, across London on Love Sport Radio. Billy, you had some points off the back of it. I mean, on the points off the back of I mean, that just comes from, there's a few little clips from our, the Besotted podcast, which comes out every Thursday, besotted.com. And if you check it out, we've got about six or seven minutes of fans talking on there. And like I said, we were there last night in the George IV, myself, um, Laney, we were there with Ali Mullally, and we were also there with uh, the Gary as well. We had a really good laugh. Like I said, besotted.com, you could get out more conversation from that. But like we said, you know, that game... Um, the brewery I mean I know Laney beforehand you went to the brewery we, we normally we, we normally have a few beers before the game and maybe some of the Burton fans should have stayed in the pub should they <laughs> yeah we, we, it was a it was a nice nice little sort of pre-match uh, um, gathering so yeah we warmed ourselves up nicely for the game um, yeah, it, it, the, the Black Tower Brewery was especially a nice one but uh, but, the, 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 but the talking point during the game of course was um, Neil Morpay um, you know Lou was just saying saying during that during that um, you know the package you just heard there that you know um, Morpay's trying really hard and while he's trying hard and trying to establish himself in a team after V-Bay's gone it it's he's going to make mistakes. He's still a very very young kid, um, so you know in a, in a in a new country in a new league. But he could have got sent off in the first half. He he got booked for descent, and he went in quite late um, toward right right just before the the, the half time whistle. And a lot of a lot of fans were saying. 
you know, if we'd have gone down to ten men, it would have been a bit of a liability. I mean, I mean, with, with Mopai, he's had question marks about his attitude. You know, you've seen Mark Hondes has come in. There is a bit more competition up front for places now. I spoke to to Dean Smith around the Preston North End game, and he talked about Las Aviva and how this should really be looked at as an opportunity by by Neil Mopai to cement his place in that front line. Yeah, I mean, some people will be thinking that the next 11 games, for that, for those who think the playoffs are an impossibility or a, you know, a faint dream, they'll think that this is quite a good uh, sort of a dry run for hitting the ground running again next season. And we, we've got a large squad, we've got a very strong bench, and the B team has a lot of players who have played quite a lot of first-team games already, or we've got very young players who are being touted as the next big thing next season. I mean, listen, you asked the question, Malpay, though, I mean... This is his chance, yes. He had that terrible, terrible miss against Cardiff, which he got absolutely panned for on social media. We thought that he actually went into his shell a little bit after that because he, he, he was struggling really quite badly. But on the other side of it is, like I said, every time you listen to Brentford fans and they see him play, some of them say, OK, you know, he's, he's still scored about, what, eight goals? You know, yeah, he he's a good return. And, you know, you know about four, four of them have been back heels. He's, 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 the, he's the most natural forward at the club, though, isn't he? he I mean, he, he is. The figure is he is spiky. And the fact is that he is spiking, and we laugh because we say he's in players' faces. Some people say, I'd hate to play against him because he's the player that will really wind you up. And that's part of his personality. And he's only been in the side for, what, four or five months? He's still got a lot of time to develop, and he's got to keep that spikiness and maybe just temper it down a yeah, little bit. Um, we've, we've seen it over the last, four, well, since we've got to this level, you know, um, players that aren't quite ready, and, and we, we give our faith in them, and they, they, they sort of turn it around slowly. He needs to start scoring. He needs to channel his energy into what you need to take the a leaf out of the Barcelona players books Messi's fouled the whole time he gets up and he goes he doesn't bad mouth Suarez he just bites people so we'll do one of the two things <laughs> uh, 0208 70 20 558 we're talking all things Brentford this evening with the uh, the chaps from Bisotti we've talked Neil Mopai and we've got a bit of a question of the day from nine matches in Brentford's form is the third best in the league with Wolves picking up 56 points, Cardiff 50 and Brentford 46 points. Are the playoffs still uh, a realistic possibility? Make sure you uh, have your say at Love Sport Radio on Twitter at BeSotted uh, for the guys in front of me. 0208 7020 558. Jamie is ready to take your call. A couple other players you wanted to talk about, Emiliano Marcondes. Um, do you feel he settled in well? Ooh, good well, it's been here. It's been here since first of January, I think. Um, officially, long, long awaited, yeah, long awaited. Yeah, he's like. Well, uh, yeah. To, to be fair, he, he seemed like he came over every weekend. He was absolutely potty for it, wasn't I, he? I think he's done more, 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 more games than some of our mates. <laughs> but uh, no, yeah. So yeah, he's, he, he was. He's been highly anticipated. You know, he's he's won the the Danish Player of the Year. Um, he's the highest scorer in the division. Um, his, his social media has been uh, spot on for Brentford yeah, even before right. he started. He's, he's ter- he has he's sort of done but his that's own that's what you PR want well. from a player you want passion you want them to be excited to pull on that shirt don't you yeah and there was a great documentary that he had yeah. as well about sort of like the decisions he had to consider before he joined so yeah he, he's played the game very well so far he just needs a bit of game time now. that's right I mean if you haven't seen the documentary as well google it or go- Emiliano Marcondes Brentford or Bronby and he couldn't work out which one to go for at the time and him and his dad were sitting at the hotel and he's going go on son go for Brentford and we were thinking yes yes but it's good great player um, obviously banging in 17 goals in what four or five months or whatever it was in, in Denmark absolutely brilliant um, we were very excited and again 
brilliant business by Brentford, you know, going out there, finding a player that no one's ever heard of, leaving him out in Denmark, even though we signed him in the summer, leaving him out there for four months. He becomes top scorer. He comes over here. Of course, the pressure is on him because we're all thinking, yes, top scorer in Denmark. Then what do we do? We leave him on the bench. Yeah. And this is the question that we're saying is like... We need him to be top scorer you know, in the championship now. It's a now. difficult forward line to, to break into. You've got such brilliant players in there. You've got Joseph Soon who does his thing on the right wing. You know, you've got Kanosh in there. You know, Ollie Watkins, Lassa Viba was there. It's a tough one to break into, isn't it, Charles? It, it, it's, it's not a straightforward sort of you fit the role. Yeah. If you look, since we've come up, we've had... Players like uh, Donaldson, Gray, Vibe, and now Malpe or Marcondes. There's, there's kind of a and constant Hogan. yeah a, a variation. No, no one ever replaces like for like. And even the way we think about Mar- Malpe having a good season scoring as well. Uh, Joseph soon. He, he's. I mean, what is he double figures now? He, he's done great, and people still doubt him whether he should be starting a game or whether whether he's the person to get us in the playoffs. Yeah, and and also you need to realise our system isn't playing you know an out and out striker the whole time. You know they are interchangeable and we know that our system our system is all about sc- scoring goals from lots of positions not just one player so you know it's um, sometimes the the goals the goal stats to- kind of you know mask what's going on and Emiliano as well from, from what I gather again because we haven't seen that much we've seen bits and pieces of him but he actually likes coming from deep so he likes coming in from deep and getting the ball whereas like you know other strikers you know they're, they're, they're up they're on the shoulder of the defenders but he likes to be getting the ball coming there so it's going to be an interesting thing when he starts to get into his flow to be fair to Brentford again like I said to you. They like getting these players who are still slightly rough diamonds. That's why we picked him up on a free transfer, even though he became Player of the Year in Denmark. And we give him a little bit of time to build into the team. So for me, he probably won't be ready until next season. Do you, do you think, I know uh, you talked about, you know, Brent, Brentford don't buy like-for-like replacements. They don't, you know, replace straight away. Do you think, though, that he is the closest thing to a Lassa V replacement and eventually he can sort of fill those boots? I can't wait till August when we, we line up with a false nine and a full, false ten, you know, and, and, it's, and, it's, and it's the fullback scoring <laughs> double figures. Um, yeah, I mean we've we've got uh, we've got options, and it's it's part of the issue for Dean Smith is keeping everyone happy and together. It's a busy. It, it's going to be one of them hyper busy summers with, with the World Cup players as well getting you know first front of the queue, and then that panic towards the end of the window will be everyone else who didn't who doesn't have a nice montage from the World Cup. I mean, I've I've got a, a friend who works in the data gathering department let's call it that at Brentford and you know he he talks passionately about the vision they had for signing players you know they brought in Ogbeni mm. in in January of course he's a prospect that they 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 want to look to do you feel that this method is now the sustainable one for the club to push on absolutely absolutely people you know people can can call it money ball or whatever but i think a lot of championship clubs would kill to be making the, the profit margins that we're making are guaranteed on three or four players every window and it's actually it's our place to turn moves down not desperately hoping we we used to desperately pray that we'd get a like, hundred grand bid well for a we, we used to actually hope that we'd actually get a player that someone else was interested in you know now it's like <laughs> what can we keep you know it's uh, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna be talking cult B shortly, and I want to leave you chaps with a question. I love doing this to 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 you know the podcasters that come on this show. Um, gets us thinking during the break. Is profit margins and are profit margins more important than on the field success and and eventually pushing on as a club to a club that is is challenging solidly in the upper echelons? I'm not talking about playoffs. I'm talking about the top two with a view to actually heading into the Premier League, or, or is it about you know? 
being sustainable, making profit, consistently turning turn, turning over players. Let's talk that. If you want to have a chat with any of the guys here or myself, it's 0208 7020 558 at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. We'd love to have you on board this evening. So the clocks are going forward soon, which means we're going into the future. Who'd have thought that Britain would lead the way in time travel? Such a fantastic country. Call us on 0208 70 20 558. And don't worry, we won't cut you off if you call us darling. Love Sport. The Fan Show on Love Sport with 7OTV.com. Play your way to £1 million. Don't take no from no one. Wise words from a wise man. Namely me, the spokesman. So if your car insurance quote is too high, tell them to sling their rook and let my guy sort it. We've got the deals from the players, but they won't get out of line. Because it's easy to compare, switch and save at a spokesmansaid.com. You know it makes sense. Love Sport Breakfast with Ian Stone. The perfect comedy breakfast sandwich. Bringing home the bacon with all the sports, the biggest news and a fair amount of egg on faces. You like it saucy, there'll be something for you. Love Sport Breakfast with Ian Stone. Weekdays from 6am on Love Sport. You could visit 10, 20, 100 dealers and still not see as many cards as you would in just one visit to Car Giant. Because at Car Giant, we've up to 8,000 quality used cars in stock, all at unbelievably low prices. So don't go round the houses for your next car. Go to Car Giant, the only place for giant choice and giant savings. It's how London buys its cars. Car Giant. Divorce. It threatens the things you've worked hard for in more ways than you can imagine. Your home, savings, pension, and most of all, your relationship with your children. Don't let divorce cost you any more than it has to. Cordell and Cordell is dedicated to helping men in matters relating to divorce. Call now on 0330-606161 or visit cordellcordell.co.uk, office in central London. A partner men can count. Let me tell you, Fulham, similar to West Ham, but more of it. Great with some ketchup, seriously. 558 AM. Online, on your smart speaker, and on digital radio. Love Sport. We're just warming up and hoping we don't f it up too much in the meantime. The Fans Show on Love Sport with 7OTB.com. Predict seven results. Win seven figures. Love Sport Radio, Thursday evening, 22 minutes past nine o'clock. We're here with besotted uh, Billy, Dave, and Lord Lucan uh, to my left. Um, I left you chaps with a question. I hope you sort of stewed on it uh, as we entered a quick break. Is financial success and financial stability and sustainability more important than winning trophies on the pitch and pushing on and becoming a Premier League club? No, no, but there's a massive gap between the, the pair. I mean, I, I don't think anyone... You know, you, 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 you're saying that would be you'd want to be an accountant as a hobby on a Saturday whilst drunk. So, no, no, fans don't want that. But <laughs> what we do, a lot of us who haven't had money... You know, it's the same as being hungry. It's always better to have some crap food in the fridge uh, you know, than, than know that you're going hungry. Um, it, we know that we may never play at the top flight. Um, we've been nearer the bottom for the best part of half a century. So 
we appreciate what we have. We appreciate, I hate the, the phrase product on the pitch, but we can actually enjoy a good game. But, but natural progression is always the, the, you know, the, idea and Dean Smith's an ambitious manager isn't he? He is an ambitious manager and I think the difficulty is that as a football fan so if you put your football fan head on at the end of the day you, you, work, you work into fantasy land what you want to do is you want to win really so you, you have whatever you can do to win interestingly what's happened with us you can imagine Brentford have done nothing for years and years and years and now we've come into a sort of slightly more promised land we're doing better than we, we, we did before so fans we've actually had to sort of kind of teach ourselves that yes this is good but at the end of the day this isn't like Chelsea or Man United or Man City. We can't have millions and millions and millions of pounds thrown at it. So it's been quite difficult for us where we'll get a player, we love a player, then all of a sudden somebody will come in for it. And you see the first year when we sold Andre Gray, everyone went, ah, it was like fires and social media went mad because Brentford was selling a player. And then we sold, you know, another player. And But as you know, as time has gone on, people have actually started to learn a little bit that this is part of what we're about. And unfortunately, we get players... We're very good at identifying them that no one's ever heard of. We pick them up for 500 grand. A year later, somebody's bought them for 12 million. And then we do them again. But, but that is the Moneyball system on a whole, isn't it? Well, Moneyball is, and I don't, and this is not a disrespect to yourself and such, but it's a, it's a lazy way of looking at it. Because what it is, is actually more of a scenario where your organisation has found a way to identify things that other people can't. What we're doing is that we're using other factors that other people aren't using, and it's factors. Is, that, is statistics? Statistics is one. Yeah, statistics is mm. one of them. And the thing is, it's not. It's not rocket science because basically, what they're doing is they're saying, "Tell you what, we've got we've got this information here yeah. that allows us to identify people in our way, and we've actually created this. We're not. We're, no one else knows this. We know it ourselves. Other people are trying to. Everyone's trying to do it. West Ham have got it. You know, everyone's yeah. trying to do it. But we we have got it, experts. It's 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 an analysis model. And you know, I I've as I said, I, I went to school with one of the guys who works at Brentford. He's he works in performance analysis and data analysis. And you see them um, up in the in the Braemar Road stand with their laptops all sitting there tracking this pass, tracking that pass. And you know, presumably that goes on to you know improve statistical knowledge and data and whatnot. Um, one question. I want to ask you, Dave, is you, the mob down the road in, in SW6, they have a similar sort of transfer strategy, which has frustrated the fans as well. What's the difference between Brentford's and Fulham's? Um, yes, yeah, it is a good question. I think I think it's expectation. I think fans' expectation, they've, they've played in the top flight recently. There's more of a demand, I would say, in SW6 for them to get back. I think the, the data, um, as Billy was explaining, you know, the system is owned by the owner and his company, so it's kind of like, it's not a, mm. it's not a bought it's a lot of opposite stats. These are these are his own ones. But I mean, going back to the the broader question is, yeah, of course, of course, you want ambition, you want aspiration, but at what cost? We're we're very wary at Brentford, or or fans that have been going for as long as we have, that we don't want our identity, our soul. We don't want to sell our soul just for a season in the Premier League. We we yeah. you know leaving Griffin Park to us is kind of a it's going to be the most emotional thing that's ever happened, and we want to grow organically and do it the right thing. We don't want to lose our club. We don't want our club to go bust because we've been pushing so hard for something that ultimately you know it's important. But let's do it at the right time rather than just I, chucking I, I, money I, I, at it. And see you chomping at the Vitville. Some would say, though, that Brentford's model has been more successful than Fulham's because they've only implemented it in the past years. And you guys have real players off. It's brilliant. Yeah, I mean, to me, and you're 100% right, 
the difference between us and them is that we're doing it right and they're not doing it right. Okay, and that's that's the fact. So what's happened is that whether or not their data is wrong, whether or not the way they're analysing it is wrong, they've obviously been picking up the wrong players. At the, I mean, at the moment they're doing brilliantly, but they had to sack the guy as well. But also, interestingly, the, the, the manager wasn't buying into it. The head coach said, tell you something, I'm not buying into it. And probably the reason why he's buying into it is because probably the players that are coming into him weren't right. So he's had to sort of pull it back and say, actually, I'm going to do things my way. The difference with our system is that because it's the breadth, it's, it's all what our, what our club is about. So everybody is into it. So Dean Smith is into it. You know, the, the, the free kick coach is into it. All the analysts are into it. The B team into it. Everyone understands how it works. And if it if it works all the way through the club and it's working, of course people are going to buy into it. And, and it's made Dean Smith, you know, it's been helpful for him. It's been helpful for everybody. And if you notice, there's certain managers, like I said to you, who were part of the Brentford system and they've come out of that. They haven't had that statistical and ha- haven't had the, no, the they backup. Str- they struggled without, they struggled without the team behind them. And the, 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 the problem we've got now is to not only continue doing it, it's to continue, continue to do it better and to do it with the rest of the football world looking at what we're doing and trying to sort of like nick players that we're in for. Well, yeah, and you get this sort of sweeping imbalance in the football world. But people have to use Carlin Opta and then constantly talk about passion and pride in these abstract things. And yeah, I, I quite like the money ball term. I quite like shoving it down. People say it's like we've got a fax machine and a, and a microwave <laughs> starting for us on the pitch. But I, I think it's actually it's people people getting a little bit annoyed at teams acting outside of their normal boxes so suddenly we're this underdog who's actually all these teams that expect to be in the premiership that are forming a queue in the championship we're jumping some spots yeah. and we're not getting ourselves into massive debt and we're living within our means and they're getting annoyed that's the key phrase living within your means because you see so many football clubs these days they will break the bank to go and pay eight or ten million pounds for a player who may not work well, out well brighton did a version of what we've done within their means with a giant new stadium and a one-team city and and it's worked and it seems to be still working for them relatively. Oh, I don't know if they'll sell any odds to Chelsea the, or Man the, the thing about Brighton is Tony Bloom has actively come out and said for them to be sustainable in the Premier League, for them to push on in the Premier League, they need external investment. So there's always limitations to everything. I, 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 th- I think there might be a bit of a glass ceiling for, uh, for, for Brentford where we might need mm. e- external but th- investment. But they're doing, well, well, so. they're doing well so far. It's a great I, system. It, it, it's such a joy. It's a great system. When you're seeing players like Watkins, mm. like Woods, you know, the general, Kamahana Makocho as well. Uh, I was told he was called the general. He's generally okay. I'm a big fan of the fullbacks, Dalsgaard and, 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 uh, Rico and Barbe. Henry. Rico Henry as well. I think Barbe's got a great free kick on him yeah. you know i'm a big fan of dal's god the med the, the model is working um very quickly billy we're gonna we're gonna pause for a 30 seconds or so but we've got a feature on the way back hang the bj and you know what it's all about you let's go i've never cheated in my life i swear just ask my asthmatic cycling friends they know believe me the pitbull is back tackling london's big drive home and he wants to convert you all the sports, all the news, and none of the nonsense. The Brian Moore Show drives you home weekdays from 4pm. Give him a try on a great station for a great city. Love sport. P.S. Last one to the bar after has to strip naked and do something terrible with a carrot. 
Those rugby boys, eh? 9.31 on Love Sport this Thursday evening, and there's a bit of a feature here, hang the BJ, and uh, this week we're talking about Carl Hutchings. I will leave it to the champs in front of me to, uh, to tell us more about it. Yeah, what we're going to do every week, we're going to try and do every week, is Colt Bees and Legends section, where we're going to talk about a player from the past, a match from the past, an incident, just just something random, something we can throw in. Um, and, but tonight we're going to we're going to we're going to reel out one of our classic hang the BJ's. Billy will explain all about that. That's right. I mean, we do the hang the BJ where we we pull out a player from the past, and uh, this week it's going to be Carl Hutchins, absolutely brilliant player, uh, a brilliant and a lovely bloke. He's been on one of our socials, Christmas social as well. He came down last year. We had a fantastic night with him. He played for us in the uh, well, he joined Brentford in the well in the in the late eighties and, and a Brentford fan before that so he's one of those very rare players that we have who watched from the terraces that's and then that, played for the club that's right then he joined us at a uts or a yts system you know and, and then he came through and then he played at that time when we had the bob taylors and the the nicky forsters in the side and uh it was a really good time for us because we were, were young and we just started to support the team at the time and what we did is that we said to carl cole tell you something tell us a little bit about your time at brentford and also tell us what tune also reminds you of Brentford FC. So that's what we're going to do now. Brilliant. My name is... My name is Cooker Carl Hutchings. <laughs> I must say, though, my time at Brentford was the best time I had in my football career. There was nothing better than hanging out with the lads, Jamie Bates, Paul Smith, Barry Ashby, Gus Hurdle, Carla Saba, Nicky Foster... Bobby Taylor, there's only one Bobby Taylor, Bobby Taylor, Bobby Taylor. And how can I forget the one Ida Anderson running down the left wing? Ida Anderson's gonna get ya. <laughs> the player that I rated the most um, down at Brentford, well, that's a um, tough choice really because we had some, some quality players. We had players like, you know, Barry Ashby, who I, I love playing at the back with. Um, we had obviously Marcus Bent up front, we had Carlos Sava, but I think uh, the player that stands out the most for me probably is Bobby Taylor, and that's because um, Bobby was a, a really funny character. In training, he'd hardly do anything, you wouldn't even know he was out there. He'd go and stand out on the wing and just hardly join in, and in the minute the match came, he absolutely loved it. Left foot, right foot, didn't matter, he could bend the ball in from 30 yards on the side foot. So fantastic talent and um, fantastic lad as well. The tune that probably most reminds me of Brentford as well is also the same tune that was playing on when all the fans were on the pitch and they were playing out We Are The Champions uh, by Queen and it was just bellowing over and over and over again. Whenever I hear that tune, wherever I am in the world, it takes me back to that moment when Brentford got promoted. Um, I think it was 1991 um, when Brentford got promoted, 1991 to the championship. We are, we are the champions was played all over Griffin Park. Brilliant to hear uh, from Carl Hutchins. Uh, hang the Great memories there. Yeah, great, great memories. It just takes us back to some of our, you know, we're talking about what we're achieving now as a club, but uh, growing up, the, the, the high days and holidays were so rare, so infrequent, but that was uh, getting promoted at Peterborough, coming back to Griffin Park and just having 
every fan that was there and people that hadn't gone to the game turning out of Griffin Park. It was a, a proper, proper West London night and it's something that will stay with me for the rest of my life. It was absolutely, you know, it's brilliant. And like I said to you, is that, you know, the, the team, we always talk about, was the team better then? than now you know or, or even the 80s we talk about Herlock and, and, and Chris Kamara and stuff you know was that team better but now we're thinking you know it doesn't really matter because when you're young that's part of you know when you're growing up and Carl Hutchins you know Nicky Forster you know Gary Blissett they're all part of your youth when you came up and when you thought Brentford was the best team in the world even though technically they actually weren't winning anything uh, I'll tell you what we have a caller on the line let's go to Damien who's here to uh, answer the question that was set out today Damien you're a love sport Hi there. Hello, yeah, I, I, uh, the, about the playoffs, I don't think we're quite strong enough for the playoffs at the moment. What does that mean? I just think, I just think, unfortunately, I think there's too many stronger teams above us. I think we'd be about three. I reckon about five points off the playoffs by the end of the season. Da- Damon, you're, you're five points. I think we're short. I think if Rico Henry was fully fit with us all season, I think it would have been a different story. But I think, unfortunately, although I like Barbe with his free kicks, I just don't think we're strong enough on the left flank. And then, obviously, without Vibe up front, we're lacking up front. D- Damon, you're seeing the likes of Bristol City and Sheffield United have slight slumps in form. Do you, do you not think that, you know, as you're five points off, you could maybe just chase down, ch- I, chase them down? I just can't, I personally can't see Middlesbrough getting out of the playoffs. Now, I think they're the ones. Thanks, thanks, thanks for calling. Thanks, thanks for joining us, Damien. It's really good to hear you tonight. Um, no I, I think um, I think you know I, you're probably thinking some somewhere along the lines of me. Really, you know, I think we might. Yeah. Like, we've got to carry on believing. But of course, there's so many points to be fighting for. But yeah, I think I think maybe after that start, we we might fall short by three, four points, and it'll yeah. be galling. But it's been oh, a, it's no. been a, it's I been mean, a great know, journey. I mean, I'm not too pessimistic. I'm still optimistic, but I just. I think Middlesbrough look really strong. We've, I just the boring to watch that with poo this and that. But I just think hey, gonna, hey, but if we do Cardiff on Tuesday, you, you, you must admit you're going to. Yeah, yeah. 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 Damien, you've got to remember as well. Don't forget, there was that time when we, we lost to QPR, we lost to Blackburn, and we were in the dumps. And we thought, oh no, yeah. it's all over that season. A couple of weeks later, we beat was it Nottingham Forest, and then we were flying. So all we need to do is get on a run, and all we need is to have is a, a player to flip on form, whether it's Malpe or Marcondes. So it can always happen, mate. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, true. I'd be, I'd be amazed. I mean, if we did beat Cardiff on Tuesday night... You'd be dancing. Oh, we'd be dancing. Oh, you could dance with us, mate. Brilliant. That's brilliant. Brilliant stuff, Damien. Thank you for calling uh, Love Sport this evening. 0208 Billy has put out the question from nine matches in. Brentford's form is the third best in the league. Are the playoffs still possible we've got 22 minutes of the show remaining um actually shouldn't i be asking you chaps that question well i was going to say stay strong damien we're getting we're getting quite protective over 10th place uh, <laughs> no matter how bad or good the runs we seem to stay 10th we become a bermuda triangle with the championship hey but I'm, I'm, i have to admit that you know the these kind of um these kind of like uh, quandaries whether we're happy with a top 10 finish is something that has been alien to me for most of my growing up years but you know now we're here and you, you kind of see the players we've got you also see some of the opposition that we play against and how we we actually scare the bejesus out of um some really good teams in this division I mean, you know? look at look at the teams below us look at the teams they're expecting forests yeah and Leeds, norwich norwich Team, teams Reading, are Sheffield, high, high, Sheffield high, Wednesday. Yeah, so there's t- some big clubs in that championship. It's a great, it's a great division. Birmingham these, these, City. 
these are teams that we we would be we, a couple of years ago we'd be joyous if we got them in a cup draw, yeah. and now we're playing them off the park. And even even in a what might, some people might say is a middling season, we've probably had less than half a dozen poor games. The, the, the brilliant thing of it is the style of football is good, isn't it? We're, yeah. we're also kind of smugly telling them how they should be running their clubs. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> it is. The style, the style is wonderful, and it's one of those things. Some people they do want the results. You know, they they say it's, it's not a dance, uh, but for for some of us, we we love this sort of ha- have a go hero kind of approach. We'll score more goals than you, or we'll create more chances. But to some fans listening to this, they actually might think it's a bit odd that we take sort of reassurance in how well our club's being run, and we're not sort of jumping up and down asking for a hundred million quid to be spent every week. You know, it's it's something that we, we've seen bottle. Um, bucket rattling outside our ground. Um, for I mean, we, we don't want to sound like bitter old men either, as well. I mean, no. you know, for the for the eight year old, nine year old, ten year olds <laughs> who are coming to Brentford, hopefully, probably priced out by Chelsea or Fulham or you know, the, the, some some of the other more expensive clubs. Um, but we, we we genuinely believe that what we offer as a club is 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 worth it, and and it's a great it's a great deal as a fan, and that you get rewarded over the season. Pro, pro, pro. And I love, I actually love the fact that other teams are, are scared to play us. And what they do is, when we beat them, what they do is to to to, to match us. They say, "Oh, we got bigger crowds than you." So that's what it's they a family <laughs> atmosphere, though, Bill. It's a fact. There's a family atmosphere. I feel when I go go there, I feel you know what? It's it's quite nice. You, you have a good feeling about the place. Well, we got this. We got this kind of running joke that some a lot of the other clubs they celebrate their crowd attendance figures being read over the tannoy like we 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 celebrate goals. <laughs> Very good. I'll tell you what, uh, we want more goals because there's a London derby approaching this weekend. We'll be previewing uh, the game against Millwall next. Listening to Five Live may well start global warming. Don't do it. Just don't do it. Believe me. Hello, London. We are Love Sport. We're new to your ears. So while we're warming up, please be gentle with our fragile heads. The Fan Show on Love Sport with 7OTB.com. Play your way to £1 million. Big Bills, I crush them, chew them up and spit them out because I am the spokesman. Paying too much for your energy, then have a word and I could find you a better deal. Because my crew shake down the energy suppliers to find the best prices around. And all you have to do is click on the one that's right for you. Compare, switch and save at aspokesmansaid.com. You know it makes sense. You could make the main dealer's day by paying over the odds. Or you could go to Big Motoring World and save a fortune on up to 2,000 pre-owned BMWs, Mercedes, Audis and VWs in stock. Then with the money you saved, put a smile on your face with a cheeky weekend away for two. Give yourself a break at Big Motoring World. Just minutes from the M25. See bigmotoringworld.co.uk. Could you offer an abandoned or unwanted dog a loving home? If you can... All Dogs Matter would love to hear from you. Every year, All Dogs Matter rescue and rehome around 400 dogs across London and the home counties. But without people like you, this simply wouldn't be possible. Through no fault of their own, these dogs urgently need new loving homes. All Dogs Matter are counting on you to give one of our dogs a second chance in life. Visit alldogsmatter.co.uk. Look, 50% off bed sheets and these towels. Why is everything floral? Because she likes flowers. Who? Mum, she's staying with us until her extension's built. Are you joking? I told you last week. 
you didn't. With up to 70% off big brands, 20 restaurants and a nine-screen cinema, you're guaranteed to get more than you bargained for at London Designer Outlet. Savings for all the family? Hello, LDO. Find us in Wembley Park. See website for details. Savings on RRP. It's only for three months. Primark, Oxford Street. I have to tell you, dangerous, very dangerous. Love sport, the warm-up. Don't worry, we'll be ready sooner than Big Ben's bell. The Fan Show on Love Sport with 7OTB.com. Predict 7 to net a million. Love Sport Radio, Thursday evening. We are previewing the London Derby Saturday afternoon. Um, it's going to be a, a big one. Who who wants to start it off? It's going to be a big one. It's at the Den. Uh, one point and uh, a place separate you two. Millwall against Brentford. As we said, it's the it's the tenth place derby that's is taking place. Yeah, Millwall away is always a always a sort of a, 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 a an interesting afternoon. Um, so yeah, we've we've been there. We've been there. Sort of. Is, uh, is, is that a TripAdvisor quote? It's a no. I won't go to the TripAdvisor. <laughs> um, yeah, we played. You know, we've been sort of intertwined our histories all the way all the way back to the you know early per last century. So um, you know, we played Millwall probably as many times as we played anyone else um yeah there's been some there's been some ding-dongs down the years but we, we go there we go there on saturday um a little bit nervous i'd say i think you know they're they're clearly on a good run um they've they've really achieved some great things this season and i think you know they've they've um they've surprised a lot of pundits that they weren't relegation fodder they're, they're pushing they're pushing hard for you know an unlikely playoff place like ourselves and it's interesting you say uh, you've been a bit nervous i mean what was the most nervous that you you've been when you've been down to Millwall? No, well, the, nerv- the most nervous I've ever been, well, <laughs> no, but I, the most nervous I've ever been was like when they, uh, when they were at our place. But that, there was a hand grenade thrown uh, during, during one game against Millwall in, in 1965, but that was way before my time. There was a hand grenade thrown. 1965? A Millwall Was fan. it left over from the war? I don't know. I think that's, yeah, I don't know. But come, off, come off one of the docks. They've obviously had a consignment of them. But uh, yes, a Millwall fan um, threw it into the goal mouth. And a policeman, came, like, as you would do back in the time, a policeman walked along and just picked it up and put it into a bucket of sand <laughs> and just walked off. And walked hope off for the best, it. really. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, sh- I'm sure crowd safety measures are, are a bit more advanced. Um, <laughs> Can you imagine what would happen now? <laughs> in, t- in terms of on the pitch, wh- where is it going to be won and lost, chaps? Well, we've uh, I'd, we've got a, an ex-Brentford player who's sort of calling the shots for me all now, George Saville, who is a bit of sort of... Mustard. He's done very well, hasn't he? Yeah, he's a bit Marmite, and it, he's uh, making a name for himself this year. Again, it, it's almost like an underdog derby, They're, and they started off pretty badly like us, and they've trundled along, and people haven't really taken them very seriously. They, they've sold the captain at Christmas, who's ex-Brentford captain as well, Tony Craig, went off to Bristol, so that's one less player. Um, it's it's one of those ones where we think we can win it, and they think they should win it. I mean, it's going to be depending how much we're up for it. I mean, obviously Millwall, we're going to be in the den. It's going to be ferocious again, and they're going to be battling us. They're they're a hard team. They'll be playing the long ball. They'll be trying to hit us on the break as well. Now, sometimes we can actually hit them back badly. We've we're done with teams, and when we do that, we're unplayable. But if we decide to shrink back into our shell, that'll be a bit of a problem. And I'm hoping that Brentford will be massively up for it. Plenty of. Uh... Plenty of strength and depth, you know. You you look around the place, 
uh, Marcondes, Judge. I'm a big fan of Alan Judge. I think he had something, just a bit of stability. He's, he's got a, an intelligent footballing head on him. Uh, Benny, we've mentioned. And also, just to, to sort of the button there, because we've got to talk about Alan Judge, because he was actually called up for Ireland as well Brilliant. today. Uh, Alan Judge and um, Egan as well. So both of them he called up for Ireland, which obviously he's been out injured for two years. A horrible break that he had at Ipswich. And, you know, we were worried that he wouldn't come back for it. But, but fair play to the Brentford medical team. Fair play to him. He worked hard. Yes, he's back and he's going to be playing for Ireland and we'll see how that goes from there. Yeah, I mean, that, you know, to, for him to be called back for that Turkey game was he, he must be a huge boost for him. So whether he whether he gets a chance to to, be, to feature on, on on Saturday, I hope so. He, as you said, he's he's a kind of player who's got that magnitude of stature about him. Uh, one tweet we've had in uh, from Gary BFC need to get something on Saturday against Millwall to stay in the hunt for the playoffs one man who will have the opposing view is Nick Hart from Achtung Millwall he joins us on the line now Nick how you doing? I'm good gentlemen thank you for having me on the show you, nice you uh, are you looking forward to the derby on Saturday? yeah it's going to be a cup tie isn't it it's basically the uh, the winner stays in the game and the loser probably starts to see the playoffs zone fade away slightly so um, there's nowhere to go with this. One side or the other really wants the result, and it will be a cup tie atmosphere. But what are you expecting um, from from Dean Smith's side and Brentford? You know, you know, coming to the Den. Brentford always bring a good footballing style. They're they're very attractive teams to watch. They pass the ball, move the ball well. When we played them earlier in the season, um, again the, the the Brentford style was evident. We have a different approach, more more physical, more direct. So it's going to be a real clash of styles. I mean. Nick, what, Nick, how you doing, mate? I'm good, Bill. How long, you doing, mate? Long time no speak. It's last Absolutely. night. Absolutely. <laughs> we were sit, sitting in the pub recording our own podcast at com. But anyway, what are you expecting from, from you guys? Because you know how we play our football. What are you expecting? Yep. Are you going to be right up for it, or do you think maybe you might shrink? No, I, I, I don't think we'll shrink. Um, we, we struggled a little bit last week against Sunderland, who set up to defend, got their men behind the ball and hit us with a, with a, a good goal halfway through the first half, but we struggled to break them down. I don't think Brentford will do that. I think that they'll be playing their open style, um, and that will suit, suit Millwall, because we'll, we'll be coming in straight out of the traps, 100 miles an hour from the very start. So I think it'll be a good game, Bill. I think it's good. It's, hi, hi, mate. It's Dave. We spoke briefly again last night as well. Hi, Hello, mate. Um, yeah, I think I think you're right. And it, it's one of those games. I, remember, I think you probably remember a couple of years ago when we came there. We went two 0 up, and you know you came you came right back into it. And you know it's yeah. almost almost like as soon as that crowd gets ignited, you know it's it's they are the twelfth man, and we need, we need to not let the crowd sort of get behind you really we need to sort of you know if we're ahead we need to make sure we keep we keep pushing and and, and you know really really take advantage of that situation if we find ourselves there but as you say you know if whatever the result on Saturday whoever doesn't win really you know it's one game less and the, the, the that playoff dream seems to kind of evaporate if that were to happen to Millwall what, what you know what, what would be your lasting you know um, memory of this season and is it all about sort of building for next it's, I mean, it's been a fantastic season. Uh, it's really wonderful to watch the team, the squad develop under Neil Harris. We've got some really good players coming through. You mentioned Jules Savile earlier on. Um, fantastic midfielder for us. Uh, players like Jed Wallace on the wing and also youngsters coming through like Marlon Romeo in, in defence. So, yeah, building for next season probably is, is the, um, the most realistic outcome for the season. But, you know, all the time there's this playoff 
genie dancing around on the mm. horizon. Um, Te- teasing us. She, she sits there teasing. Uh, uh, as, <laughs> as they will say, uh, Nick, let them all come down to the den on, on Saturday. It, it's going to be some spectacle, uh, isn't it? Why you're all here, actually, together? Let's have, let's have, you know, together. Let's have a bit of a prediction. Um, let's have, let's have one from you guys, and, and we'll have one from one from Nick as well. Well, I mean, I've got to go two one to Brentford. I think we're going to win, and I think we're going to go two one. We're going to, we're not, we're not going to shrink. We're going to, we're going to come for it. We go for it. I'll, I have to be consistent. I said two one defeat last night for Brentford. I think, I think it's yeah. I, I'm going to, I'm going to say, speak from my heart. I think it's going to be wonderful. It's going to be two two drunk tramps fighting over some spilt <laughs> chips. It's going to be one of the most topsy turvy nil nils you'll see all season. Nick, Nick, what's going to happen? Are Cole Blow Lane going to win it for the Millwall? Uh, it's going to be two one to Millwall. Um, be a fantastic game. Goals at both ends, but we're going to we'll prevail two one. You know, you know, what, Nick. We we look forward to having you on tomorrow's show. Nick Hart will be with us from nine p.m. tomorrow to talk all things Millwall. No doubt, we'll be previewing uh, the Millwall Brentford game, but. It's going to be... I love a good London derby. First first and foremost, I love a good London derby. It's going to be a great atmosphere. It's going to be a good spectacle. The weather's kind of changing a bit as well. We're getting, you know, slowly edging into spring. It, it, get the spring wardrobe out. Get the spring oh, wardrobe right. out. Right. You know, the, the, the spring collection. You that's know, right. you, you won't have to, to head up some a serious jacket on um, lots of sexy, tonight, sexy Stone Island tattoos out on the and, and not a nice little away day that's right we'll be sauntering up and down the Bermondsey Road trying to find all sorts of microbrewery action apparently is that the case? I think so yeah a yeah. pine, pine mash up would be nice that's uh, right and if you're from the Met Police we will not be there we will be at London Bridge slugging lettuce <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say we'll be somewhere on Nando's. You know, we're just going to slope off in, in, into the background. But I mean, how, how does Dean Smith need to approach this fixture? Probably like he does every other one. I, I think he, he, we, we don't we don't change the way we, we play. We we just go out and we, we attack. And you know, I think he'll set us up in a very very positive way. His 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 biggest headaches is who who he, who, he, who does he start with? Does he go with Marcondes or does he give um, does he give uh, Morpay another chance? I think I think I think Marcondes will get the nod. Um, and then does Canos does Canos start? Does yeah? He's, he that, that there his biggest problems are who not to play and how to keep them happy. Yeah, and there's also a bigger uh, picture here as well because we've had a lot of games we had was it uh, four games in 12 games uh, up to the Millwall game then we got the international break then after that we got another four games in 12 games uh, in 12 days so we've got a scenario where yes Millwall you think oh no if we lose to them it's all over but the fact is it's how are you going to see yourself over those those 12 games it's, those it's games. a marathon not a sprint you know it is well, so it's bringing the players in that's, and also that's, be been able my, to... that's been my catchphrase all season oh, it's, a, it's a nine month season you Unle- know? unless you are Neil Malpay then I would like some sprinting from you less <laughs> yeah. of a marathon at some point approach. I mean yeah. they're, they're two hard working teams that are going to come together I watched Brentford at is, is, that, is that a polite way of saying not top class not at all <laughs> not at all Brentford will put effort in i watched them at derby they went to down to 10 men and derby were rocking you know Dar- derby were rocking they were lucky they got some goals dan bentley was fantastic but then again so was scott carson at the other end because brentford pushed and pushed and pushed and that's testament to dean smith he's instilled this never say died yeah, attitude yeah, into I've, the players we, def- we definitely have an away style which seems to be keeping a certain tempo up no matter what the the score or, or the situation and um, we're probably a bit more pragmatic at home so yeah we hope that we hope that we 
we approach the game in the same vein we've, we've approached Sunderland and Burton and the recent away games yeah and we just got a tweet in from Kelly Hopkins as well and he said hi lads as we are sitting fourth on the form table where would we sit if all the clubs carried on their form to the end of the season what would the table look like and I mean trying to be a mystic maybe we haven't got our calculators out at the moment now but he's trying to say where would we sit if it carried on like this do you reckon if, I, if, if, if form carried on the way it is you know um, we're, we're going to be in the playoffs I'd say Tenth. I want ten. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, maybe we would be that team. Are you, are you turning maybe. into the Championship maybe. Arsenal? You want, uh, they want fourth. You want tenth. Yeah, exactly. It's all relative to where Fulham are. You will have St. Fullingham Day or whatever oh, they have. No. Yeah. Um, no, no. We're a Groupon, Groupon Mega Deal Day to celebrate <laughs> Fulham, Fulham purchases. I mean, I mean, it, it's going to be it's going to be a good afternoon down at Millwall. You know what they're going to bring. Neil Harris has has worked wonders down there on on a limited budget, limited resources. Um, personally, I. I, I really think that you know Brentford style could you know re- really sort of pay dividends on, on a on a game like this. It's going to be intimidating. It yeah. is going to be intimidating, but we we quite like that actually. I mean, last time we went there it was brilliant, and Millwall we went two 0 up last time we were there. They came back to two all, and then they Millwall scored the best own goal ever. And I think we actually gave him our man of the match, wasn't it? The player that scored the Millwall player. Yeah, it was it was a, it was a great it was a great day. And but we you know we it's our style. We wherever we go, we we meet away fans or home fans, and we have we have a, we have a good time with them. So I'm looking forward to that. They're pretty, you know, good proper proper fans, proper it, club. It is, it's really nice to get to an away game on an Oyster card. <laughs> <laughs> especially that's, two that's, weeks that's, before payday that's, that's yeah. always always a good thing um, yeah of course Millwall Brentford this Saturday at the Den 3pm uh, of course uh, the Besotted podcast uh, is live now uh, Bill that's right so I mean just to let you know as well it's been great for doing our first little radio show as, as well like I said we're going to be coming in at uh, Every week, like you know, the Besotted crew rotating them. Always good to have Lord Lucan here this time. You can check out the Besotted podcast. It goes out every Thursday, seven a.m. Just go to besotted.com forward slash audio, and you'll be able to get the podcast now. Listen to it; it's very, very funny. Good laugh. And also, Martin Allen is coming to our end of season bees up on May the fourth in Ealing. Go to besotted.com. Go to the banner. You'll see Martin Martin Allen, who's on this radio station, waving. Click a ticket. It's going to be absolutely, as we say, teething tremendous. Don't do a disappearing act. Lord Lucan. Hey, and, oh, and, 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 and obviously Thursday is now Brentford Day for Brentford fans. You've got your podcast in the morning and you've got your, 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 your besotted love sports show in the, every Thursday evening. So Bre- make, make it make it sure it's in your diaries. Brilliant stuff. That's uh, pretty much all we've got time for. Ed Bowsher is next up with the Love Sport Late Shift. I'll catch you tomorrow where we chat all things Chelsea and Millwall. Cheers, Jamie. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. 
Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.